Shalom Tamar, and as always, thank you for having me, and shalom to all the listeners out there. Today, my friends, I'm going to hit a little bit harder than I have been over the past several weeks. The way I'm going to do this is with a completely different segment, uh, which I'm going to call the Big Snafu. Most of us know what SNAFU is an acronym for, but because Israel National Radio is a family-oriented show, I'm going to change it up for today's segment, and we're going to call it Situation Normal All Fouled Up. Today I'd like to demonstrate how the simplest violation of God's Torah can turn foul in a hurry. Now, as we speak of these snafus, please keep in mind the degradation that is occurring in our societies right before our very eyes. And I'm not just talking about here in the U.S. where I live, but throughout the entire world. So let's take a couple recent snafus that you've probably all seen or heard about on the news, starting with the Reverend Jeremiah Wright, who for the last 20 years has been the pastor for Barack Obama, the potential next president of the United States. Reverend Wright, on camera, gets caught spewing racist hate toward white people, and in particular rich white people, as well as condemning the U.S. federal government. As Reverend Wright's congregation of God-fearing people cheers him on, everyone is thoroughly enjoying his tearing into Hillary Clinton using racist hate to do it. More amazing still is that he is doing this in the name of his God, Jesus. Now, as a former Christian, I am very familiar with his Bible called the New Testament. I myself no longer use the New Testament as part of my belief and relationship with God, but I dare challenge anyone, including the Reverend Wright, to show me where in his Bible it states, Love your neighbor unless they are of a different color. The Reverend Wright calls anyone who is not black his enemy. The only thing that I could find that was even similar to this in the New Testament is in Luke 19.27, where Jesus says, Take my enemies who would not have me rule over them. Bring them here and kill them before me. I don't know, folks. I wasn't able to find anything else, so if you can help us out, please email us and let us know. Now, for all of us here in the U.S., we know that we went through a tragic time when white people hated black people and were very, very outspoken about it. Some of that repulsive, reprehensible behavior still exists today. But I am here to tell you that it was wrong then, it is wrong now, and will always be wrong. And quite frankly, and more importantly, it is against God's Torah in every possible way. And here, Barack Obama, with this snafu, boy, it couldn't have come at a worse time. Here he is, he's got the momentum and gaining more momentum and is on his way to winning the Democratic presidential nomination. And now he must go on national television in an attempt to explain to the American public that even though he was a member of Reverend Wright's church for 20 years, that he had never been influenced by Reverend Wright in those 20 years. Obama said, had the Reverend not retired 
and had he not acknowledged that what he had said had deeply offended people and were inappropriate and mischaracterized what I believe is the greatness of this country for all its flaws, then I wouldn't have felt comfortable staying there at the church. I guess we the people are supposed to believe that after 20 years on Reverend Wright's last sermon, he went out of his mind and for the first time shared hatred and racism in his place of worship. Well, I'm not sure if I'm buying into that, folks, but I'm going to leave that decision up to you. Not to play favorites, let's take a quick look at the recent Hillary snafu, which she brought quite frankly, on herself by claiming, I remember landing under sniper fire. There was supposed to be some kind of greeting ceremony at the airport, but instead we just ran with our heads down and to get into the vehicles to get to our base. And oddly enough, shortly thereafter, lo and behold, what do we see on the news but the actual film footage of her arrival in Bosnia, which clearly shows that her statement could not have been further from the truth. After she gets caught in this lie, she responds by saying, Last week, for the first time in 12 years or so, I misspoke. What I believe she meant to say was last week for the first time in 12 years or so I misspoke and got caught. This is probably a more accurate statement given another Hillary snafu back in 1995 when she claimed that her mother had named her after Sir Edmund Hillary who became famous when in 1953 along with a companion reached the summit of Mount Everest and became very, very famous because they were the first ones to ever accomplish such a, a, a monumental feat. Now, my math was never very good in school, but if Hillary was born in 1947, Sir Hillary summited Mount Everest in 1953, that seems to work out to Hillary having been six years old in 1953. So either Hillary's mother is a prophet, or Hillary is simply a storyteller. Here again, I'm not sure. I'm going to leave it up to you folks to decide. And not to show political favoritism, I must mention the snafu of our current president, George Bush, who landed on the USS Abraham Lincoln via fighter jet, and while standing on the aircraft carrier's deck, there was this huge sign behind him that said, Mission Accomplished. And then he proceeds to tell the world that major combat operations have ended. Now, for me, I have no military experience at all. But it would seem that with coalition forces death toll reaching 4,500 and wounded approaching 40,000, not to mention the tens of thousands of Iraqi deaths, I don't know, folks, maybe it's just me, but it seems that major combat still must be going on. And I must also ask, which mission was he referring to that had been accomplished? Now, here again, I don't know. I'm going to leave it up to you, the listeners. What I find truly funny, though, is watching the media do the political two-step uh, using words like embellished or overstated, uh, misspoke or confused. I, on the other hand, am politically two-step challenged and, quite frankly, consider these nothing but lies. Uh, 
Now, why am I mentioning all this? To show how low we as God's creation have come. That we have leaders of so many people that just lie so much that you would think that God had commanded us to do so. Now we know that the Jewish people are required to keep the Ten Commandments, but many non-Jews claim to keep the Ten Commandments as part of their religion as well. And yet, we have politicians at every level who seem to do nothing more than lie. These are the people who represent us, that we vote for. It's tragic. In fact, it's gotten so bad, it reminds me of a joke. How do you know when a politician is lying? My friends, it's when their lips are moving. One of these Ten Commandments clearly is not to bear false witness. And here we have leaders of the United States of America, and quite frankly, around the world, who violate this commandment routinely. And because our leaders are doing so, we now have a majority of the world population who is doing so. Now, I know that there's going to be a sharp Gentile out there who's going to say, Ray, you know, you've been speaking to me about these seven Noahide laws for the past several weeks, and you yourself have never said that lying is covered in these seven laws. Well, my friends, I can prove convincingly that it is indeed included in the subcategories of these seven Noahide laws, but in the interest of time, I'll simply state that God made us with intelligence, and he hopes that we are smart enough to ask and answer the question, should we? We have become a world society where the majority of people think that it's okay to lie whenever they want while giving little regard to the fact that these lies are doing incredible damage to individuals or millions of individuals. Now, my friends, I am not here to condemn any one individual or any race of people or anything of the kind. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We are instructed by God to love our fellow man, and I truly do. However, by his Torah, we are supposed to judge the acts as whether they are walking in God's way or against his way. That is all that I have done here today. Forgive me for pushing the edge of the envelope. But we must understand that if mankind is to ever achieve peace, change in each one of us must happen first. And if not, the world is only going to become a far worse place to live in. I'll leave you with one final thought, which is a quote from Sir Edmund Burke. The only thing necessary for evil to persist in the world is for good people to do nothing. So let's all focus on following God's way and not that of man. So until next week, everyone have a wonderful week. Thank you again tomorrow. You're the greatest. Shavua Tov, everyone.